<laughs> Outstanding. Wait a minute. Say that on the air. What did, what what text did you just get? I'll read it word for word. Marco disappeared. Sorry, I'll keep you posted. Well, I mean, he's starting tomorrow, so... Holy cow, he what disappeared? Is, what do you mean, disappeared? Like, they, the Mariners can't find Marco Gonzalez? It's a he, magic trick, yeah. He's disappeared. Well, is he safe? I mean, do we need to call the police? You never know. They're on the... Chicago, Chicago. The White Sox, are they on the south side? Or south the, side. So, and south side's, you know... It's shameless. He might be at the alibi getting hammered with... Uh, what's yeah. her name? Someone find him if you see Marco Gonzalez. Just, yeah... Marco! And then, you know, if you're walking down Chicago, someone's going to throw a polo, but someone find Marco Gonzalez. He's Marco, disappeared. Uh, he's been disappeared from well, the Mariners' road. Tell trip. Divish and Greg Johns to, to get on this. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think you're taking this as serious as Gaston. This is like a Where's Waldo this. situation? Well, did he get kidnapped? I don't did know. I only, have, I only have the information. Someone listened to that last segment and said, we'll just not put him on today. He's disappeared. All right, well, Marco Gonzalez has disappeared, so... Uh, he was going to win a free Kenmore toaster just for appearing on the radio show. But four slice? A four slice Kenmore toaster that we give to all of our guests here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, but Marco will not be able to get the uh, Kenmore toaster brought to you by Kenmore. Kenmore. It turns out. How about that? <laughs> well, I had a series of great questions to ask him. He's, of course, born. I'll interview. Hi, Marco. Hi. Uh, welcome to the radio show. Yeah, it's great how, to be here, guys. How many goals did you have last night? Yeah, uh, 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 well, we don't keep goals in baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah, soccer questions. Sound- huh? I thought you play for the Sounders. I think if he calls us, we should interview him as if he's a Sounder and, and just see how long, how many questions into the interview we can get before he says, guys, I'm a baseball player. Well, you were born in Fort Collins, Colorado. Do you and mm-hmm. just a lot of great beer that comes out of Fort Collins, Colorado? How do you how do you how do you like your beer there? Marco? How do you like your beer? Do you like your beer cold like most American? Everybody likes their beer cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not is he on? We found him. Well, this is this story. This is a huge story this because as of story. two minutes He's ago, alive. he disappeared, and, yeah. and we were scared. Marco Gonzalez joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Marco, we found you. The Mariners What's said, going on? "Well, the Mariners said you disappeared," and then uh, Gas and I. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Puck. That's Gas over here to my left. Obviously, you can't see because you're on the phone, but uh, he'll be the other voice you're going to hear. When he, when the Mariners said you disappeared, we got concerned. We started calling the police in Chicago to try and find you. Oh, no, no. All good. All good. It, it was by design. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sneaky. I'm, I'm trying to hide, you know. Okay. So what, what were you, can we, can we, off the grid. You, yeah. you clearly don't have to tell us because this is not within the scope of, of the interview, but what were you doing <laughs> that they couldn't find you? Did you have something sneaky going on? Were you, were you out, you know, uh, uh, uh harassing the whites? Are you at the ballpark already? <laughs> yeah, I'm at the ballpark. No, I was, I was in the bathroom. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. there you go. That, that's well. I'm glad everything's fine. Good. We we now yeah, know, and all good. and you're ready to go. What's your What's your day like today when you're pitching tomorrow? What do you What take us through kind of what your afternoon will be like, and then game time, what you'll be doing, and 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 what you do typically yeah. the night before start. Yeah. Um, no, I got here early. Um, went over some film, and um, you know, just trying to get my game plan together for tomorrow. Um, Trying to get in the gym a little bit and trying to get uh, make sure my body's feeling right and um, you know make sure I'm doing some stretching and uh, just some some day before type of type of stuff. What is the uh, gas gas who has the best player excuse for not doing an interview yeah. or blowing blowing off an interview and 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 for baseball players I've always I've always got this because you guys have to deal with the media every single day. Not only do you have to talk sometimes mm-hmm. to yahoos like us. But you've got TV people there every day. You have uh, the beat writers like Ryan Divish. You know the guy that works for the, one of the newspapers, the little guy that looks like a yeah. fire hydrant? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call Marco, we call him the human pony keg. So you can call him that next time you see him. <laughs> so you have to deal with I'm those sure he'll be happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he loves it. Yeah. You have to deal with the same question every day or you know, when when you're pitching and it gets exa- mm-hmm. it gets exhausting. So one time mm-hmm. gas was we're down at spring training where mm-hmm. gas was down at spring training and you were trying to interview who again? Jose Mesa, great Remember? great closer and the yeah. senior smoke. And Senior Smoke gave me five excuses in one day, the fifth and final one of why he couldn't do the interview. The fifth and final one was, I've got to put on some lotion. And and, and, and that was, so do you have a good go-to excuse when they're badgering you to say, I just don't want to talk? Do you, do you have something you can use, or do you, do you, do you are you always cooperative? Uh, I, I'm always cooperative. I think. I think I'm at. I'm at the. I'm at the point too where I. I don't. I don't think I have an excuse. So I gotta be. I gotta be cooperative. I gotta be there. Gotta okay. put a smile on and and answer as much as I can. Well, we'll come down to the ballpark one day, and we'll after you do this for a while. We'll 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 come up. We'll sit down with a pen and a pad, and we'll come up with some okay. of the great excuses you can use yeah, to not after, do an interview. And I think at, putting lotion on is really number one. After this appearance today, after this appearance today, he's going to come up with his own list of yeah. going. No, no, I'm not going back on with those idiots. <laughs> All right, Marco. From, maybe, maybe I need to. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> from Fort Collins, Colorado, home of some great beer. I'm not sure if you're a beer drinker, but Fort Collins, Colorado, is wonderful for beer. Uh, to Spoke, yeah. Spokane, Washington, with the Gonzaga Bulldogs, you know, St. Louis. Now you find yourself here uh, with the Mariners. Mm. La- how? Let's revisit real quickly. How challenging was last year for you professionally? Um, pretty challenging, I think. Um, more on the mental side than anything. You know, getting back into in the competition and um, you know trying to you know make sure my arm is healthy, but also trying to get some of the best hitters out in the world. Um, that, that's pretty challenging. So I think. Um, just trying to stay level-headed and, and not try and go too much up and down um, and just kind of stay rooted and, and keep my arm healthy for the remainder of the year. That was my biggest goal. So, um, you know, I was happy with that, and, and I knew that I was going to have some struggles on the field. But, um, you know, my biggest my biggest win of the year was, was keeping my arm healthy for sure. And you come out this year with a, a terrific performance against the Giants. Then you come back against the Royals, and you know you're still young enough, and your your career is still early enough that I'm. It, the mm-hmm. game is such a mental grind. I'm just so amazed at you guys and how you deal with it. How how did you did you, you know, you, the Royals start is one you'd like to forget, except a guy like me is going to bring it up. But how do you deal with that then in the aftermath of that? Are you are you a savvy enough guy yet to go, hey, that happens once in a while, or did it stick with mm-hmm. you for a day? How how did you react to that? Um, I think you have to kind of do a bit of both. Um, you want to take some positives away from the game. Um, you always try to find positives no matter what, you know, no matter how bad the game is. But um, you know, but you always want you want it to stick with you so you can know how to you know beat those battles the next time through. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough process. It's a learning process. And, um, you know, I, I, I like some things I did in the game. Um, and then my next start um, at home against Oakland, you know, I really tried to get off to a fast start, get some early outs. Um, and then you run into another uh, struggle that you'd like to work on. So really just kind of putting pieces together and, and learning about different parts of the game. Um, you know, that's that's my biggest goal right now is, is to take little bits and pieces from each start and, and put it to use the next one and and uh, and hopefully see the, you know, the picture on the back of the puzzle at the end of the day. We uh, Gas and I were sitting there, Marco, watching your, your last start, uh, that, that day game, and we were, I, I may have had, uh, we may have had too much to drink, but I, that's, that, that has nothing to do with here with the question here, Marco. But we thought you were pitching, you were, you were, you you, you got out of some trouble in a few of those innings. You had mm-hmm. the, the, the weirdest triple play I've ever seen. 
Have you ever seen a triple play like that in your life? No, no, and that's that's the first one I've been a part of ever. Okay. So uh, definitely, I'll, I'll take it. But um, was not was not expecting that at all. And uh, I, I like everybody else, was was wondering what the heck was going on and uh, wondering what what the heck was going on uh, in his, in his head too. So uh, yeah. definitely a weird play. Cano gets the second out, and then like anybody normal, just kind of starts you know goofing around a little bit because everybody's like, all right, well that's mm-hmm. it. They got two out. Did anybody? Yeah. Did somebody yell something? Who? How did they suddenly figure? Hey, get it over to first base. Who? Who? Who said something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard I heard Seager yelling uh, first, and he's um, he's got good awareness, and and was just kind of seeing him drifting off the bag, seeing Gaddis drift off the bag, and and start yelling, and and then that kind of made me question how many outs there were. I I could have sworn <laughs> there was no outs, but um, me, I'm thinking maybe there was one, and we're out of the inning. I have no idea. Um, and so after all was said and done, I kind of reset and it, it was just one of those weird weird baseball plays that you you don't know what's going on right uh, it was it was it was stri- i like we were sitting there i've never seen that happen before it was it was the oddest thing mm-hmm. in the world but we thought you know for the most part you were pitching you were pitching you know pretty well and you, but you got out of some jams do you how much do you make a your case when service comes out or when stadelmeyer even comes out to check in with you to make mm-hmm. a case to stay in the game um i mean the case I try to make is is just you know when I'm making my pitches you know I, I need to show um, you know my team and my, and my coaching staff that I can be aggressive in the zone um, that I still have life on my on my fastball and still have action on my pitches that I'm down in the zone too so um, I, I try to just physically make my case um, obviously I'm you know I, I want I want the ball I want to be in the game but um, you know I just I need to make pitches too. You mentioned earlier that one of the things you've done today already is, is do some video work. I mean, it, that's that's mm-hmm. relatively new to the sport. Certainly 20 years ago, you didn't have near as much of that kind of stuff. And, I mean, now it's just it's there. And it's obviously the, mm-hmm. the teams have people who cut stuff up. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you really get to look at kind of a, 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 a different video than most of us would look at in terms of just a broadcast video. What are the things you're getting out of video work as you go through it? Is it more to remind you what to do, or is it more to say, hey, I, okay, this hitter likes this, this hitter likes this, this is what I want to avoid against him yeah um a lot of a lot of everything really um you know I, I try to take it as it comes you know try to take everything um and learn from every bit that i can but um very fortunate i they faced keichel recently um on the 21st so i got to watch his start against them and um watching some pitches he made um i feel like we um had similar stuff and um so the way he attacks hitters i try to try to see what he's doing and try to see their reaction too and and um and then try to see how he's working you know second time third time through the lineup trying to see how he's starting guys off how he's finishing hitters um you know some different things like that you can take a lot from that kind of film. Uh, marco gonzalez joining us here on the beacon plumbing hotline uh, born in fort collins colorado we'll have some rapid fire questions for you at the end one of them is going to include some beer talk i think and maybe i can I can work in some uh, a spokane angle with you the um the the they always say it's a cliche, I guess. A guy's coming off an injury like you had. It's sure. always it takes you a year to recover, then it's that second year after the injury you, you feel much better. Physically, yeah. I think you touched on it mentally. Physically, how much better do you feel? Physically I feel night and day better. Yeah. Um, you know, to be able to have that clean arm and um to just be able to go out and, and compete like I know that I have in the past, um, that's that's giving me a lot of peace of mind. So um, I, I would I would think that I'm a completely different completely different guy than I was you know a couple of years ago for sure. Back to the uh, back to the Giants game, your first game uh, of of the uh, of the season. Um, 
that was opening day for them. Huge crowd. The game was delayed because they had a, it was their 60th anniversary, I think, of moving to, to San Francisco. So they had all these legendary guys. Are you a baseball history guy? And if so, was it was it hard not to get caught up as yeah. you're watching every great player in San Francisco Giants history come yeah. out? I mean, there's Mays, there's McCovey. My God, look at all these guys. How was that difficult to to focus on what your job was, or, or did you let yourself enjoy it a little bit? Um, I think I, I I enjoyed it for sure. You know, I was on the mound, I was in the bullpen at that time, and um, in San Fran, the bullpen are down the line, so pretty close to what was going on. And um, I just enjoyed it. You know, it, it kind of added to what I what the the energy that I had going into the game. You know, I I knew it was going to be a big day. Um, I knew the energy is always great in San Francisco, let alone on opening day. So. Um, you know, I just tried to let it fuel me, and, and I was excited. I was I was excited that those guys were there. Um, you could tell that it really fueled the energy for the entire stadium, and so um, I I was I was loving it. I, I definitely did not try and ignore it. Um, I took a couple seconds and watched guys run out, and um, you know, try to try to let it you know soak in. I guess. Felix, how, how's Felix been with you in the, the last in almost year and a half that you guys have been? Uh, together, you've been on this team. Uh, mm-hmm. How much do you do you mm-hmm. pick his brain when it comes to an outing? Yeah, I I, I love talking to Felix. Um, he's he's just a type of guy that he's done it for so long. It comes so easy, you know. So I shouldn't say easy, but naturally to him. Um, and and just a guy who really trusts his stuff. That's the biggest thing that that I've learned. And and um, he really just attacks his own. Trusts his stuff. He knows what he's doing. He's not surprised by by any situation. And and his experience alone is is pretty priceless. So. Try and, try and get good conversations with him as well as, you know, Paxson and, and Leek as well, too. All right, uh, you ready for just a quick series of fun, rapid-fire questions to, to better get to know Marco right. Gonzalez, Seattle Mariners pitcher. Gas, you ready? I'm throwing, I'm, you, for, I'm throwing you for a curveball. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, I assume you're a sports fan. I'm not going to throw you anything off when I ask you some of these because there's a couple sports questions in here, okay, Marco? Uh, okay. All right, let's start, let's start off with an easy one. LeBron or Jordan, who's the best of all time? Uh, LeBron. Uh, you know, watching him and, and you know watching him go through his prime and his from his start of his career until now, it's pretty incredible. Fifteen seasons in, it's pretty cool. Wow, how about that? All right, so he's gone yeah. with. A, all right, uh, you sound like a basketball fan. You, you, <laughs> what's your policy on fouling up three with the clock winding down? You a fan of fouling up three or not? Uh, no, no, I'm not. No, no you got You got You got to play it out. All right, Gas is from Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big beer fan. Are you an IPA drinker, Pilsner, or Pale Ale? Uh, I would say IPA. IPA, yeah. Well, yeah, you're in the yeah. right town. You're in the right town now, yeah. Fort Marco. Yeah, New uh, Belgium, New Belgium. All right, so Fort Collins, Colorado, you must have grown up being a Denver Broncos fan. Yes or no, John Elway has a horse face. <laughs> <laughs> not the question I was expecting out of that lead-in, but of course not. I would say no, man, that's... I can't say anything negative about that guy. That guy's a legend. Uh, you won the John Olerud Award for the best uh, two-way player in college baseball. Who was a better two-way college baseball player, Marco Gonzalez or John Olerud? <laughs> uh, John Olerud, for sure. Ah! He he, uh, he was he carried it on a little better than I did. Okay, you went to Gonzaga. You spent time in Spokane. There's a, there's two great nicknames for Spokane. Is it Spoke of Vegas or Spoke Compton? Uh, I got a better one for you. Uh, Stan. Spokenstan. <laughs> I have not heard that one before. Oh, yeah. And nice. I have to agree, Marco. I think that one yeah. is better. Yep, yeah. Spoke Compton's uh, that's, that's probably the most popular one for Spoke. sure. It's a good one. All right, final. The final question. Here this is go. the most important yeah. one. 
right. When you go get a hot dog, do you put ketchup on your hot dog? Yes or no? No. Marco Gonzalez, ladies and gentlemen. Your man. He answered that one correctly. Uh, hey, you Mar- know, we, we hung the nickname on you, too. Actually, it sounds like your family did, but our yeah. listeners during our poll, we picked Gonzo, and you actually reacted to it on Twitter. So we kind of feel like we're yeah. almost cousins with you, Marco, and we, we want to <laughs> be your pal. Good. Yeah, can we get a, par- right. a portion of your next game check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, okay. but we can, we can be friends. All right, Marco. Hey, it was a pleasure having you on. Let's do this again in the future. Uh, have a great start tomorrow. All right. All right. Thank you very much, guys. There he is. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, Mariners pitcher, getting the nod yeah. tomorrow against the Chicago White Sox. What is his next conversation with media relations going to be? <laughs> is it going to be? And I think it's one of two things. I think one of two things comes out of the next. Is going to be, those guys were really fun. Within reason, I'd do their show anytime you need me to. Or, you know what? I don't know what anybody's thinking putting me on that show, but but I am not going back on there. If they have somebody who knows what they're talking about, but which way do you think he'll go? I think the first. I think he had a good I time. I think he had a great time I think he was us. laughing. I think he appreciated the John Elway horse face question. He loved that. That was by far. That was such a, that was an anvil drop right the, right there. The, Bang. The, uh, the Who's the better two-way college baseball player, him or John Olerud, in which he won that award in college I, I named mean, after John Olerud. Off the air, when I, when I was just talking off the air, I said thanks. He said, never call me again. That's I never right. want to do that. That's what he so, said. You know, <laughs> Man, I really thought that was going a different way. I, said, I thought we were going to get some soccer questions in here. On the, and, well, and spoke it was it was spoke casting like like spoken stand spoken stand like like Afghanistan. I, I heard I heard spoken stand. Spoken yeah. stand. Spokenstand. Oh, yeah. that's that's funny. Well, you know, you think I like Spoke Compton. Spoke Compton's always been the one I've gone with. Spoke of Vegas is always a good one. Too. Yeah, the, the Inland Empire, which the, is inland the official em- one, which I never have understood. Hey, it's not an empire. It is I'm, kind of an empire. Is it its own empire? <laughs> Very well. We appreciate. He went with LeBron over Jordan. That doesn't but, surprise you with his age. Young. He's young. I mean, I think about it. this for a minute. Think about this. He never saw Michael Jordan play basketball. Or if he did, he was a little kid. How well, old's Marco Gonzalez? Twenty-five. When Jordan retired, fifteen years ago. Uh, so he saw him. Yeah, when did Jordan retire? Yeah, he didn't see him. He didn't see him in the sixth championship no. heyday. No, he didn't. No, no, you're right. I mean, he was 25. That's that's 20 years ago. He that's was five crazy. years old when Jordan won his last title. Yeah, when they carried Jordan off after Locke infected him with the flu there in Salt Lake City and <laughs> and, and 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 barfed all over his food and then served it to him and he got sick and it still didn't oh. work. Although Locke is carrying the mail for us oh. right now, isn't he? Thank God Almighty for the Utah Jazz. We are all jazz. We are all jazz. We are all jazz, and uh, until they take care of those uh, rats from Oklahoma City. Love the jazz tonight. Minus four against the uh, the Dust Bowlers. They'll uh, tip that at 7.30 on TNT tonight. And the uh, and the Rockets and T Wolves in the Target Center. We'll see if the old T Wolves can get uh, Game Four tonight, even up that series at two games apiece. It was nice to see Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns actually show up in the series, so that was good. And then uh, of course your Pacers last night, uh, mm. they fell and crumbled under the pressure of the, Boy, of the situation. I sure felt like they looked like a team for the first time that wasn't quite ready yet for that stage. I, I thought, especially the, you know, as I, I tweeted out at halftime, I kind of joy said my my hunches. I said I'm going to go out on a limb here, but my hunch is Mac Ten is not thrilled about giving up 60 points in the first half. And they came out and played defense in the third quarter like Nate threatened to murder each one of them individually if they didn't play defense because they worked their asses off, got back in the game, and and really kind of had a little bit of control, but it didn't feel great. No. And then they missed what they missed ten out of eleven. They got the lead, right? Ninety three, and then missed ten out of eleven. Can I tell you how much the uh, that I was I I felt like I I knew the guy the other day in the uh, what would that have been game three when uh, your when your guy that we sat next to at the Mariners game 
And he told me, oh, that's my cousin. I'm like, yeah. you're lying. That's yeah. not your cousin. My friend Jeff Bogdanovich. Boyan and, is his cousin. And Boyan Bogdanovich hits that 35-footer from the wing as the clock shot was winding down yeah. in game three. I'm like, I know. I sat next to his cousin at a Mariners right. game. That's right. You, yeah. you did. And, and by, boy, that was Reggie Miller-esque, his performance awesome. in game three. It really was one of the great outside shooting exhibitions in that team's history. And, you know, and what happens tonight, the T-Wolves can win. You know who's smiling right now? Because they were going to get a game because of emotion and because what's happening with Popovich. The Spurs were going to get one because they had everything. Mm-hmm. When you have so much emotion, they're – my prediction will be the next time they face, they're going to get crushed. The mm-hmm. Warriors are just going to – because they, they've laid it out all the line. The Warriors right now are like, excellent. Yeah. Let's yeah. let the Rockets go a few games here right. with sure. the uh, Timberwolves. The Pacers and the Cavs are locked up in, a, in which that thing looks like it's going to go seven. The Wizards have stormed back and have made that a series. That's two games apiece with the Raptors. And, the, and, the, and right now they're, they're about to get past the Spurs without you know, their best player. The NBA playoffs, first round at least, have been terrific. NHL has not been quite as exciting as it usually is in the first round, and some of that may change. Yeah. But the NBA, a lot of intrigue in a lot of the series. And, you know, I've, I've told a story so many times, mm. but but uh, I've always, I always think back to it. When you're watching a team that's down three games to none, so I remember asking Marcus Johnson once, I go, is there a give-up factory? He goes, no. He said, you'd be amazed at how guys want to just win one game. Oh, pride. They're, sure. they're, they're smart, and they know, hey, we're probably not going to come back and win this series, but guys don't like to be swept. You it says it. something if you get you swept. you saw it the other day with the Blazers. I mean, even though the Pelicans won. I mean, I don't think the Blazers didn't just lay down for them. They were certainly right. more physical in the game. All right, coming up next, what, Jackson, you're looking at me like we need to do something. You know, uh, really quickly, guys, uh, we haven't touched on this yet, and I, I thought we're just kind of you know doing a couple of things right now. Danny Farquhar, really quickly, positive update on him. Okay. Uh, he had successful surgery. Uh, he has use of his, his extremities. He's responding well to questions and commands. Speaking to doctors and his family, scary, so, very, scary very story. Good had news. a brain hemorrhage with the team. Was throwing up. Went down. Was taken out on a gurney from the dugout. Uh, and anyone who got a chance, did you get a chance to interview him here? Was he? Was I he I, I want to say that that. I, I'm, I'm I'm looking it up now. See if we got the timing right, but I'm pretty sure that he got called up to Tacoma. Okay, and I think Elise and I happened to be doing our show down there the day he arrived, gotcha. and we sat down and talked to him. And just to, yeah, I, I think that's the case. Awesome dude, we're well, great guy. Yeah, great guy. Fun interview. So you know, kind of fingers crossed. Hopefully that uh, he gets through it and he is okay. But that was a scary, scary situation uh, here over this weekend with former Mariners pitcher Danny Farquhar. All right, the. Um, Gas loves the NFL offseason news. Mm-hmm. The draft is coming up on Thursday. We know that. That is big news. There is a guy that has literally gone through every team's schedule and mapped out their wins and losses. If you're a Seahawks fan, happy or not, you need to find out next. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Speaking of best NFL draft coverage, that's right. I forgot this is the yearly trip where the mayor of Maple Valley goes to uh, Vegas and loses his mind, his wallet, his wife, his ring, and just gets after it for three days in Vegas. Uh, Tony Softly will be sitting in today for the mayor of Maple Valley from 1 to 3. And Tony coming back later tonight in the next three nights with his good friend, our good friend, Rob Ring. Tony and Rob Ring, uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night from 6 to 8 o'clock. Our NFL Draft Preview Show, of course, Wednesday we'll have the Mock Draft with Softy and Hugh live from Dino starting at 3 o'clock. And then our draft coverage uh, gets started Thursday with Ian uh, at Dino's at 1 o'clock. And we will stay on the air till about 10 o'clock at night, Thursday and Friday. And then on Saturday we'll be live from the VMAX starting at 9 in the morning. 
and then we'll close at about 6 o'clock once they finish up everything at press conference with John Schneider and Pete Carroll. Special thanks quickly to the Mariners and Marco Gonzalez for joining the program. In the uh, last segment, he gave us Spokanistan. We asked him. We, we did a series of questions at the end, fun questions. I, you have to choose. Is it Spoke Vegas? Because, of course, he went to Gonzaga. Is it Spoke Vegas or Spoke Compton? He said, no, I got I got another another one for you. Better. Spokaniston. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And so thanks good. to him. Is that trombone shorty we're enjoying right now? Yes, it How is. How about nice. that? I've never heard it referred to Spokaniston. But God Man, it's, that it's fits perfect. even more now. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, it's good. So, and he said the most important too at the end. Final question: No ketchup on a hot dog. You, li- you like that a lot, don't you? That's it's a smart man. Yeah. He did pick LeBron over Jordan, but that's okay. He's young. He didn't see Jordan. Yeah, I mean, you're, a person his age is going to pick LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, what? He's trying to go to the finals for the ninth consecutive year, isn't that right? I think the thirtieth straight time. That's I think, not bad. I think he's done pretty well for himself. All right, uh, you may not be following this guy on Twitter, but you probably should. If you like to look at things like this, and I do because I find this massively entertaining with the draft right around the corner and, of course, the regular season, it's almost here. Uh, Mike Clay, NFL, you can follow him on Twitter, Mike Clay, NFL. Apparently he does this every year, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is, yeah, I'm, 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 first I've seen of it, of course, Bob Condota is who alerted us all to it. Of course. Bob is going through every single game scenario. Condota has already written up a blog post on whether or not you agree with this man's uh, predictions of how each game will go. He not only predicted each game for the Seahawks, some formula he's got, he's done it for every team. And if you're a Seahawks fan, uh, when they come calling for the playoff tickets, just tell them, you know, it's okay. I'll do take we, this year's pass. I'll pass this year. Do we know? Is this guy accurate? Is he, has he had, I mean, do we have anything from last year that we can look at to see if he's on target? Well, it's on Twitter, so I believe it. Well, why not? Uh, would you like me to kind of run down I how do. he sees things? In because I say 12-4 and four every year. All right, well, here's what he said. What's this guy's name again? Mike Clay. Bob Smiley is with us, and he's going to give you every game. Uh, according to him... He says that the Denver game is going, the first game is going to end in a 21-21 tie. <laughs> now, I saw a note down at the bottom that says the ties are because the game is almost too close to call. Okay. So he thinks somebody be, but let's go with tie. That's more fun, don't you think? Yes. Uh, then the uh, the uh, fighting uh, Renton Seabirds go into Chicago where the Bears are going to win 23-21. to What's that make their record, Puck? Well, they'd be 0-1-1. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. And then they come home to face Dallas, right? Isn't yeah. that a home game? Uh, yes. And he's got Dallas winning that game 24-23. So we're 0-2-1. And, and then they go to Arizona. That's a road game, I believe. And he's got the fighting Seabirds winning 23-23. to First win of the year, 1-2-1 one, and one for the Seahawks. Now they got things rolling, right? Yeah. Now they're, and, and then they've got the Rams, and he's got the Rams winning 27-22. All close, so now 1-3-1. One, and one. Playoffs now taking a hit. Now you're going to London where you're going to play the Raiders, and the Seahawks are going to win a thrilling 24-23 to game. Suck it, Marshawn, over the Raiders. 2-3-1. and 2-3-1, okay. Feeling good. Doable. Austin Davis, now starting quarterback. They're going to play Detroit. Uh, they're going to yeah. take a week off, and then they play Detroit. Is that here? That's on the road. On the road, and uh, the Motor City Kitties get the better uh, better end of things, 26-23. to 23. So now we're 2-4-1. and one. Golden Tate has 120 yards receiving. Now you come home to see the L.A. Chargers, my, uh, my annual game I'll be attending with uh, Save Our Seahawks guru Mark Collins, who invites me to a game every year. We're going to go to the Chargers game. Okay. And he and I are going to watch in slack-jawed amazement as the Hawks have their second tie of Another the year. Another tie? 22-22. Uh, but he's saying this; it's just too close to call. Can we give? Can we just change one? 
one of these games. I like having two ties. Right. I think it's funny. Two, four, and two. All right, so still hanging in there. No, I think they've eliminated by Se- now. <laughs> second game with the Rams. He sees the Rams a touchdown winner, 28-21. Oh, so two, five, and two. Then Green Bay. Loss. Packers win 25-24. Oh, this isn't going how I thought the season would go. Two, six, and two. Now can we shut, we can shut Wilson down now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and This is and, the Stephen Morris era? No, Kaepernick. They won't okay. sign him by now. <laughs> And he's kneeling every game. He's kneeling. Uh, Carolina is going to beat the uh, the boys twenty five oh to twenty one. God, two seven and two. Uh, then uh, San Francisco for the first of two games in three weeks. This is the uh, return of Sherman. Uh, the return of Sherman. That's right. Here in Seattle, we got to uh, win this one. The Seahawks win twenty four twenty three. Okay, so three seven and two. Now tank it for the number one pick. Some, somehow we've missed a game somewhere along the way too. Then Minnesota is going to beat the 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 boys twenty four to twenty two. Like three eight and two. Uh, and then San Francisco is going to beat them twenty five to twenty two. Three nine and two. This is not this is not good. And then we we somehow we somehow pull off a win over Arizona in the last week twenty four to twenty. And I don't know how we skipped it. We somehow I, either I skipped a game or I forgot to write uh, one down. Kansas City. Kansas City. Can you see the Kansas City? Which week, which week is the Kansas City? Week 16. It'll it'll take me a half a second. I have, I have it right, right now. Have Seahawks right win 24-22. Yeah. Oh, well, shoot. Well, there you go right so there. So we're 5-10-2. and two. No, 5-9-2. Five, 5-9-2. Five, and 5-9-2. Five, and five, and that could win the division. That could get you a wild card. <laughs> Couldn't it? No. <laughs> Maybe reverse it. 5-9-2. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out any restaurant you want to go in the uh-huh. world, uh-huh. wherever you want. You want to go ties? down to the what is it? The one in down in um, down in wine country down in California, the Foundry, the Laundry. Uh-huh. I'll take you to the Laundry. Okay. You know the have you ever heard of the Laundry? No, but it I think good. it's like a thousand dollar an appetizer. Fab, fantastic. I'm, I'm taking you to the Laundry if they go five nine and two. Five nine. And, uh, yeah. So what? How if they just get two ties? Can I get like a ba- no. a, a bag of burgers or something? <laughs> yeah, you get a bag of burgers. If they get two ties, that's a that's a hell of a thing. Five nine and two, man. Oh. Did you just ask me the other day they'll be 500? Well, I, I hope they're 500. You and Furness both kind of jumped the other day. When I said, what are you I thinking? Think so. You both said, I, I see them maybe sitting on a tough year. I really do. Like a seven, like seven and nine or six yeah, and ten? Yeah, and I, I'm, this, is, this is completely different from what I've been preaching because I've said all along they should get Earl signed and they're yeah. not as bad. I mean, they, they weren't that bad last year. If they had a good kicker, they'd have been in the playoffs. But the more you, and you, like, you listen to Hugh talk about it, and you help at every position, and you look at some of what they've lost, and everybody else is getting better in the division, it's it's easy to see them maybe taking a slip Let me this ask year. you a question here, just you and me talking here, guys. Uh, sure. Were, were you just mildly kind of depressed once Hugh got through, like, no. all the needs? No, no. I, I'm oh, like, all the needs? Like, like, oh, they need this, this, and that. I'm like, man, when someone, when you hear it articulated, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. They need a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess I knew that already, but when someone verbalizes it to me, I get a little bit more depressed. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's interesting to think, and and I, I'm just this is the biggest thing I I have about this week that I'm going to enjoy is to see if they ultimately do anything with Earl Thomas or not because I would yeah. I am still of the mind to say let's bring that guy back let's not blow everything up you don't have to you you won some games last year with a lot of the guys who are gone right now they were already gone last year they were hurt and l- let's see if if this thing uh, if if they can maybe just take that dip without having to take a full rebuild. It will be I, I because they're going to get a second and a third round pick. It's just the method of how they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do it with trading Earl Thomas, or are they going to move back, keep Earl, move back in the first round from like eighteen to twenty four, mm-hmm. and then acquire twenty five wherever, and acquire an, you know another pick there, and then move down one more time. Like 
I definitely see that scenario happening. If you know, obviously that will be the scenario if they keep Earl Thomas trading down multiple times, like they've done in the past. Get out of the first round, acquire a second or a third round pick, just completely get it out of the first round because he needs a pick on day two. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. needs it. And he needs a second and a third round pick. Well, and then you hear he Hugh, you hear Hughes' analysis, which you know, unlike us, we're sitting here just spinning a wheel. Hughes actually done some studying and some research and some no. thinking. I shouldn't speak for you, but but I've anyway, the point being, you know, Hughes kind of convinced they need help everywhere they do and you can argue that they're, they are definitely you know they are in a dip period in the frame i think it can just be a dip but but then then i look at it and i hear you and i'm like god maybe they're maybe they they're sitting they, on they've a got year. a lot of areas in which they need to get better at uh tony softly who is going to be a huge part well he's a huge part of the radio station already but he's going to be uh, even a bigger part this week because he is all over our draft coverage he is filling in for Furness today because Furness on the uh, the week of the NFL draft, decided it would be better served by uh, kicking his feet up. Wait, he's he's his... gone all week? No, he. I think he's back tomorrow. But he's a long weekend. I think he took the veteran move of taking the Monday off after having a weekend bender in Vegas. Yeah, well, would be my <laughs> thought, which all, is a great move. We've all we've all been in that position where we wish we had a Monday off after a weekend in Vegas. I wish I had a, am a I few right months. Or am I, I right? I wish I had a few months off after a weekend in Vegas. <laughs> Tony Softly next. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Oh my god, I forgot to mention this. What why are you why I screwed up and I hit this hit this song. Why? This what? is fine. We play this for Furness. Even though Ian's not here, Tony Softley's filling in uh for Ian. He just uh, he just uh, stepped out to take a quick phone call because maybe of some miscommunication here at the no, radio station. Hopefully please. hopefully we'll uh we'll we'll get it all straightened out. Can I ask Feltz a question? Yes, go ahead. How was the big football match yesterday? Oh, there we go. I, you know, I, don't we don't don't we dedicate tomorrow and Wednesday at eleven forty five? But I mean, there, there was a so? big win yesterday. What, they have forty thousand people. Yeah, roughly uh, forty thousand people number. at the big football match, and you know, it might be worth a mention. I mean, listen, it's a three one. It's their first win of the year. Gets them on the board. Three points. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was not pretty in the second half, but at the end of the day, it's 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 the first one of the year, and you're only going to remember three to one. So it's great. Outstanding. See, there you go. So they're they're That's, off and rolling. We've now. got it, and then we'll have we'll have the uh, Sounders Weekly Feltulator promo tomorrow. There you go. Your show airs seven to eight o'clock right here on nine fifty KJR. Is it? Do we have it tomorrow though? Uh, I believe so. Okay, I, just I thought there's a draft show tomorrow. I don't know. I can't keep track of everything Tony, we're doing. Do we, have we figured out the draft show yet? Or should I not ask you about the draft show? Because I may have screwed up promoting the draft show. The draft show with Rob Ring and myself is, uh, is Wednesday, Wednesday, 7 to 9 okay. at Dino's. Okay, Wednesday. Broadcasting live. 7 to 9. I, I said that it was tonight and tomorrow, but in my defense, I was given an email. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, you know, it's fine. From the program director telling me it was Monday and Tuesday. Well, I mean, it you it might very well be, but I I have not gotten that notice. So, Tony's like, but you know oh, what? No, I'm ready to be at Dino's on. Mo- I'm going to be at Dino's on Wednesday for the draft preview show for sure. Tony, is this how it goes in the Tonight? NFL draft rooms? Is there a lot of finger pointing when stuff starts to go wrong? There's, clar- like- there's clarity needed at, at many junctions within the NFL draft. You know yes. when things go wrong? Well, this was your idea, softly. You're the guy who said he was good. I've heard that before. The uh, Tony softly filling in for uh, for Ian today because you know where Ian's at, right? This is his yearly trip. He's Vegas, right? It's where he goes to Vegas, oh, and he, he loses his wife for a few days. He he gambles and drinks way too much, and he comes back. He's a wreck. How is this, this is different? The, you know, 
Except that it's in Vegas. How is this different from any other weekend True, in Vanessa's life? This is where he's, you know, he's half Canadian, right? He's half Canadian, half American. This right. is his Canadian side comes out this week. Okay. It's just debauchery. Okay. So, so what's, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Well, well, we'll get it out of him tomorrow. Okay, we'll find yeah. out what happened in Vegas. Good. So you're sitting in uh, 1 to 3 o'clock uh, today. And then I am. Again, the uh, draft preview show of Rob Rang, 7 to 9 on Wednesday. What's what's Monday like right now? Sitting in a in a front office room, is it all done? All, you know, it, all the it's uh, it's it's done. And I think what's going on right now for the general manager, the head coach, and maybe the coordinators is a uh, possibility of uh, trade options. Uh, people giving you phone calls. You're making phone calls. Uh, that's really what goes on. You send your scouts out to play a couple rounds of golf on Monday and Tuesday. Come yeah. back in, and those guys start calling uh, the players to make sure they have the right numbers on draft day. But that everything, you know, I hate to say the haze in the barn because it never is until that dra- until okay. the commissioner says you're on the clock, and uh, you know, yeah. But everything should be done. Should okay. be done. Right. And, and am I hearing you right? You say guys, you almost get out of the office for a day. So go clear your head a little bit. Get that's out of here. Yeah, that's yeah, smart. Yeah, I, that's what I did. I I, I would uh, say, hey, you know, work them in the morning for a little bit on Monday, and then say, hey, the next two days, just go get your mind right, go play mm-hmm. some golf, go to a movie, whatever you want to do. Uh, and then come back on Thursday. Let's make our phone calls uh, Thursday morning or late Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and away we go. Yeah. Wow. How was the uh, the Wednesday night of it? Uh, is there much sleep? the night before? Is there much sleep? Not for me. No. I mean, I I was uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. I'm ready to go. You know, you're ready to open that present. You know, you know, right. you know, Santa Claus is gonna be there in the morning. There's gonna be something down there for you. It's just what is it? You know what I mean? Well, so can you imagine the I poor kids? Sleep. The poor kids with Schneider. It's like every year, it's an empty box. We <laughs> traded back again. Sorry, Santa. Why won't you bring me anything for the first That's round? It. He's got uh, he's got a toothbrush and toothpaste in his stocking. He got a piece <laughs> of coal in there. Yeah. yeah. The uh, who's the regardless position? Who is the best player in the draft? Oh, that's Barkley for me. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, that's I Barkley agree. For me. Yeah. I mean, he's just such a dynamic player. Not only uh, is he a great person, but, uh, you know, having talked to him uh, at the Combine, uh, just everything that you want out of a player, athleticism, you know, uh, loves the full process of football, watching tapes, studying habits, all that type of stuff. He To me, he's it. He is it. He's – um, and he was it – for a while. It's not like this guy had a couple of flash in the yeah. pan things. I mean, he's just, he's been ticketed like this for a while. He's yeah. So, I, I watched him too much. I watch a lot of Big Ten football, with, and I watched him just run through over and around Indiana a couple of times. And he's, I mean, it's easy. Actually, it isn't easy. It's, it's hard because they, they're not in a power position. But if the Hawks were in a power position, to see them try and make a move to get that guy. He he feels like exactly what they need. They talk about wanting to get the running game going. I don't think they got the juice to get up high no, enough to get no. him. But boy, if they could. Oh, yeah, if there was any way or somebody said he, he might slide, I just started laughing. I said, slide what, to number two? You're I mean, right. you know, uh, when I was at Penn State and, and I saw him run out onto the practice field, his thighs are so big, oh, and he's got a tight weight. You can see the explosiveness just when he walks. You know, you can see a good athlete, and you go, oh, that's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. Look at just, just while he's walking. Like when uh, I walk down the hallway. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. perfection. Yeah. yeah, right. But, I mean, just the, his his total build, you know, very low body fat, and uh guy's a very, very explosive athlete. share that in common, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're talking about me, Tony. I'm right here. And he, he uh, we, we certainly saw a little bit of him uh, front and center last year in the Fiesta Bowl. Exactly. You know, with the, with the Huskies. He's... Yeah, that that he's such a talent. It's interesting that. What about the five quarterbacks? I think we've probably talked about this. I've talked so much draft. But if I put all five quarterbacks on a wheel, like Wheel of Fortune, mm-hmm. and you're you're running a team, let's say you're just you're running a team that needs a quarterback, and and so we're doing the draft different this year, Tony. You get to spin the wheel, and wherever it lands, that's who you get. What would you be rooting for it to land on? Who's the guy with the highest upside of those five quarterbacks that we think? 
are going to go first round. You know, it, for me, it's a guy that uh, people aren't even talking about in the in the top five, and it's uh, Mason Rudolph from really? uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, or yeah, Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, his he's got a sixty nine percent completion average. He's mm. completed that the last couple years. Uh, he's got the size, the height, the arm. You know what people are saying, arm talent. Uh, but he can squeeze it in the window. He can throw it deep. He, uh, you know, he's not much of a runner. He's he's what the NFL looks for in a pocket passer. I mean, he's Tom Brady ish that type of thing, mm. where he doesn't want to run. He doesn't have to run. Uh, he just likes to sit back there, sling it all over across the yard. There's a there's a stigma though about Big Twelve quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do scouts pay attention to that, or is it just one of these things? They just haven't had a one that a really good quarterback who was awesome in college translate to the NFL, that it really has nothing to do with the systems they run. Yeah, it's just like uh, Falk is the same thing. They're going to talk about he's a systems quarterback. But you know what? At the end of the day... He's actually Tom Brady. At the end of the day, he can sling it as well. And it's just... it's You only need one team to fall in love with you. Not all 32. And and so I I think that... uh, and he had a lot of vertical passing. I mean, there was a lot of different routes. So you didn't see a lot of the NFL tree route running stuff with Oklahoma State. Yeah. But you saw enough, and he can zip it. Falk, what would your best case be? Uh, best guess, fourth round? Four through seven. Four through seven. There's a, you know, the concussion thing is an issue. Okay. I mean, how many teams have dinged him and put him medically out or given him a minus grade in that area? And, and that's a concern. With a, That's the chatter. Does he I'm get here. a plus grade for playing through that in injuries? You know, he gets a plus grade for playing for uh, Coach Leach. You know, I mean, you just. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a scout talking or a Husky alum talking? No, that's a scout talk. That's scout talk there. No, I'm, I'm serious. You know, I mean, he was in one game I was watching on TV and I can't remember. Because he's hard me. on the players? He's hard on the players. I mean, he's, I mean, that's such a mind, you know what? I yeah. mean, you know, he's in, he's out, he's out for oh, a series. You, it's just you. like. You know, work through that. Let him work through it. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, mean, I, I think the pirate would be a very tough guy to play for because again, he's look what he's done over there. You got to give him credit. They're winning and they and all that. But boy, oh boy, I, I'm with you. I can't argue just, that though. He is he's winning. But yeah. I wasn't going to remind people again because I it worked when he did it in the Boise game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pulled them and they won the game. Yes, I mean it worked. Yes, what he did. Just, he, I again, I I think more coaches should do it. I'll be honest with you. Because starting quarterback. Do we pull the starting pitcher? Do we keep the starting pitcher to throw 130 pitches? You, do you pull the starting pitcher? Yeah. Put, yeah, but yeah. then pull the starting quarterback if he's bad. If you have a backup quarterback, that's good. He doesn't it, believe in Luke Flock. It seems no, I do believe. To. I just don't believe in the criticism of not being able to pull your starting quarterback. He's, no, I mean, it works for him, but even at the, at the next level, there's gonna be, you do that and your, your locker room's going to be going, what the hell's he going was, on it was He didn't handle it good in the, the Arizona right. game. Uh, what do you got coming up on the show? Today? I got uh, Corey Chavis, draftnasty.com Ooh, nice. at 120, and uh, 2 o'clock we'll have a, the Seahawks presser from the BMAC. That's right. This is the John Schneider John preview Schneider. draft press conference. Where he where will they not at? answer a single question. <laughs> right, they all right. ask him, what are you thinking at 18? I, I can't answer that. We love, I love that. That's, yeah. That was a great time. Tony softly sitting in uh, for Ian Furness, who's poolside in Vegas, getting hammered drunk. Tony softly takes over, top of the room. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born. To lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my dress for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>